and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter every eight to twelve weeks at a time. I'm Sol. Uh, oh, Vectorman, Vectorman. Uh, I'm Mark, and I couldn't think of anything to do with Vectorman except Erectorman, and I couldn't make it work, but I've said it anyway. I'm Dan, and I have escaped to the stars. Was that near Halifax? It's just, I don't know. Elon Musk's going. Elon Musk, he can get bent. He should go right, see uh, the Titanic. Right, <laughs> For the second series season, series season, or World 2, as we call it, we're covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis if you're from the... USA! We are working our way from A to Z and a number and this episode, or rather World 2 Stage 22, we've reached letter V with the game that is called Vectorman. We're getting close to the end now. We are. We're, we're reaching the cliff edge if we've not already toppled over it. We're approaching so- climax. <laughs> Keep going. We're nearly finished. But be- before we get into this episode's game, we always have a little bit of a catch-up about what we've been up to in terms of like games and that, and like films and, and music and stuff, stuff like that, and you know just what we've got up to and that. So, as I'm driving this episode, which one of you chicken monkeys wants to go first, Marco or Dan? All. I'll go what first if you want. Don't mind. Go for it, Dan. Right, I will then. Um, I've Finished Cyberpunk, eventually. I oh, went back you? to That's it. That's a yeah. big undertaking. What did it you is, think? It is big. Uh, and because I'm a weird, anal, retentive idiot when it comes to these kind of games, I've gone around and done all little side quests and little side missions. Because um, I'm playing on the Xbox, so I want to get those achievements to say I've done them. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, really liked it. Like the world. Um, there's, there's some more DLC coming out, isn't there? And... Projects Red have turned around and gone. We kind of need to make people uh, fall back in love with us again, and almost apologise for the shit state that it came out in, and the fucking about we had to do with it. So there's there's big things, the the same big things about this new DLC, which is kind of annoying. It's coming out now because I'm done with it. I want to move on You're to something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like no, I don't bring it out now. Um, but I will go back to do that. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. Really liked the world building. Um, I think I might have mentioned it the last time that I read. The last time we recorded, I read that book on holiday. That is basically just this game. The, they just ripped the entire thing from the book. I don't know how they got away with it. That new romance. Is it by that William close Gibson. to it? Because I did have Almost. a look at that book. Yeah. Um, Almost. Yeah, because yeah. you were saying like this is the origin of all of this kind of cyberpunk. Um, um, terminology and the descriptions of everything. Um, so they, they've more or less just lifted it verbatim. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? There, are, there, right. are, there are some differences, but yeah, it's very, very close. Um, but yeah, it's I really enjoyed it, yeah. And and I don't think it deserves all the hate that it got. There are things it could have improved on. The hacking uh, kind of, it was too easy, the puzzles and stuff, but... Um, and you could have, you could argue that some of it was a bit repetitive, but I don't know whether that was a, um, I don't know whether that came 
through because of how much they had to rush out and just get it out, get it out because they'd said it's mm. going to be out and it didn't and then it wasn't and then it was delayed, delayed and yeah. Doesn't this speak volumes for, um, isn't the lessons to be learned here, whether they will be learned by developers, what have you? But clearly, given enough time, what they've ended up with is a really good product. No Man's Sky is another, another example of it. I get that they've got to... There's there's budgets and there's returns and the shareholders I, I, to... There's yeah, a balancing I mean, the, the thing is, like, Drive Club were very similar when that came out for PlayStation. Everyone moaned about it, and it turned into one of the best racing games ever for me. Yeah, that would be brilliant. But mm. the, I think there's something to be said for early access because it, it gives a... It, the difficult thing with the development cycle now is these games are that big and that massive without people actually playing them. How can you debug them? You know, you, you need can't a QA debug team them with <laughs> yeah, with deep. Yeah, this is it. You know, so um, but what they should do is be honest about it and say, okay, you can buy early access for X amount, maybe cheaper or something like that. You know, you buy it at this stage. Yeah, it's going to be a bit wonky. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, you're going to help us with feedback and stuff like that. And just be honest about it rather than go, oh, yeah, it's released. Um, charge you full whack for something that's broken. Because then I might make the decision to go, actually, I'll wait until it is perfect and I'll pay 20 quid more. Um, Isn't it funny, though? You know, I've, that kind I've of some, thing. Yeah, have some developers get it right, though. If you look at our Grand Theft Auto, as nat oh, right, the online aspect of it like, as, as naturally organically grown. All right, it started off small and it's now just a crazy playground for everyone that still just seems to just keep running and running. Um, Fortnite being another example, they started off relatively small, it's grown and grown and grown. I guess they didn't promise the earth when they started, but if you get something like Forza Horizon 5 that's dropped that Hot Wheels expansion mm. and dropped the Rally expansion, they got it right from the start yeah. and they're continuing to get it right. So there, it, it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. But the thing is, you've got the flip side of it, haven't you, though, with things like Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, where it's stuck in some development hell and nobody knows what it is. Whereas if they'd had released some early access bits of that, um, you know, gauged the response and the response was good, that that could then have motivated and pushed that project along. It could, you know, the 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 thing that happened, you know, from a commercial standpoint, me thinking about development and how development works you know if you see a load of interest in something and then you know it's more commercially viable than you thought it was then you put more bodies on it if if you've got something where it's like oh we need, we'll take them off that now and put them on this because it's a quicker win this is what happens you know during development isn't it? it is just what happens so if you've got something with no release window and then you've got something with a release window you're going to keep massaging your team to accommodate release windows so so certain yeah. projects are going to get left behind in favor but of safer potentially more boring projects aren't they you see you see a lot of a lot of early release on steam though yeah but but they're i guess they're not flagship projects no. they're not marquee releases are they the, no. the, the big studios have got big expectations to deliver and i think that's where it no but i think of... they can learn from steam because these things that do have early access have a really great community around them and part of the joy of early access is being part of that community and and having the engagement with the developers and things like that and it, it, you know so so like 
you know, in some ways, if you have, like, say, if you're happy with a wobbly product, there's, there's, there is a lot of fun to be had in being part of an early access community itself. So they could spin it rather than it being a negative into being a positive if they were good enough. Well, they are good enough at marketing; they know what they're doing. But I don't know why they don't just don't do that. They're fools to themselves. How about not every game needs to be 150 hours long? Why there is why? that? I don't. I think there's too many massive games out there because, well, there's just no need for it. But to make smaller well, games, it'd be easier to develop them and get them out. Surely. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save this for my bit, but it's naturally come around to this conversation now. <laughs> um, Ace was playing. Started playing Skate Three. Um, Ace is a skate. That's Ace is my son, by the way. He's my ten-year-old son. Ace is a skateboarder. By a skateboarder, I don't mean he's got a skateboard. I mean, he he goes to a proper place, goes down half pipes, doing tricks, and he's really, really good. I started playing Skate 3. And he came upstairs and he went, I've just nailed this trick on Skate 3. It's taken me like six hours. And I was like, if you'd have gone to skate, there's a free skate park across the road, Ace. If you'd have took your skateboard there and just spent six hours solid you would be able to do it in real life rather than, like, on a computer. And it started to really make me reassess gaming, <laughs> like, badly. And then I went through, and I'm like, what's the game that I've played the most? And it's Bloodborne. So I look at the hours I've clocked up on Bloodborne, and it's in excess of 400 hours. And then I thought, you're billable at 100 to 150 pounds an hour. So Bloodborne has cost you maybe 50 grand to play if you consider that if I'd have spent that time working um, rather than playing Bloodborne. And I've stopped gaming. I've literally stopped. At least once I had this realisation, I just went, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. The only game I've played is Vector Man. But that's a, that's a bonkers <laughs> way of looking at it, though, because you could go, it well, is. It, it, took is, me, but, uh, it took me an hour to cook my lunch. So yeah, that lunch yeah. has cost me 150 quid. You can't work 24 hours a day, Mark. Yeah, no, no, but what is dead time and what is positive time? So the time I'm spending with my family is positive time. So I have yeah. played, like, Use Your Words and Jackbox and things like that. I have gone to the cinema with the kids and things like that. Um, but anything where I was just sat, i It's difficult. You need a release. It. You need a release, though, and it's just a different That's release. what crack's for and heroin and uh, gingers oh, yeah. and things like No, but yeah. How many films what have I've, you watched? Um, not very many. Um, How many TV shows? So, um, I, I watched the um, Succession, but I have that on in the background while I'm working. So you've still watched the crack then? No, what I started doing is I started looking at, okay, um, what are other ways um, that I can um, do something positive and productive rather than something passive and non-productive. So I've started making more music. I've written some children's books. I've released them on Amazon. I've started making just a, a lot of different things. <laughs> so just, uh, so just, just a much more creative force than I was before. And then I am forced on the kids as well. You know, right, for every hour you game, you spend an hour in real life from now on. You know, so... Yeah, there's um, a balance to be Yeah, it's, it's a balanced rule. And, uh, and since then, Riley's in the last... Um, sort of two, three months, his piano playing has got better than it was for the previous four years. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and Ace's drumming has got better than it was for the previous six months. So it's, it's almost like, like you it's know, almost like practice makes perfect, isn't it? And I'm, and I'm sure you're, 
I'm sure your gaming, if you were to do that, would become better than it would but have the, been. Well, this is the thing. Ago. This is what I thought. It's like, you know, I, I sit with you. If you sit and do anything for enough time, you become mint at it. I mean, Bloodborne's renowned as being one of the most difficult games. And I absorbed all that time into that game. So what what more positive things can I absorb my time into? You know, so that so I've literally cut gaming out. Unless, unless it's a story that I'm really invested in. If they brought a Last of Us 3 out tomorrow, I'd play it. Um, and I've, because I'm going on a plane tomorrow, I've charged up my Steam Deck. I'll probably do something, you know, while I'm on the plane or while I'm travelling and things like that. Um, uh, certainly while I'm having a shit, you know, I might bring gaming back in as a multitask. Um, it's, but, it, it's certainly an argument, but I'm not, I'm not creative enough. Like, you could give me all the time in the world, and I, I struggle to create a fart when I'm all right with it. <laughs> um, I, I just, that's just not the way my mind's wired. So I don't yeah. see so what else that have you as wasted time. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I've, <laughs> so I've played Cyberpunk. Uh, I've listened yeah. to Mark. Do you know how much time you've just spent and what productive things I could have been doing while you were telling me about that? <laughs> um, so I finished that off. That was good. Box that off. We'll come back to it at some point. Um, I've been looking for other things to play, and I remembered... I've got lots. So um, I picked up Horizon Forbidden West. I've just gone from one massive game to another, despite saying that every game needs to be massive. But I really enjoyed the first one. And it was, I I thought the first one was brilliant. And and this one's just more of the same. If it's a little tougher, I think this one is a little, it's a little harder, Um, more of a challenge, I think. I started smashing into it when it first came out. I think I preferred it. It was a bit harder, but um, it, it definitely seemed a bit tight. I mean, it's, it was tight anyway, but it yeah. seemed tighter. And then they'd restricted the way that you can use the traps a bit more than they had in the first one, which... Oh, no, fu- don't use them. Yeah, but that's all I used, So, so <laughs> which is probably right. why I blasted through it. But yeah, so, but yeah, it, it was good, though, really good. So I'm, in, I'm enjoying that. Um, I don't really think I've played much else. Um, I went to the cinema, went to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy. Was that after the last recording? I don't remember. It's been a while. It's definitely after. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Because yeah. it never came um, out over here in English. I I spent um, an hour and a half on the cusp of breaking into tears, I think. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, stop pulling on my heartstrings. Um, <laughs> but I didn't because I'm a bloody bloke. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> um, yeah, and... I don't think I've watched anything else. I'm intending to watch a film, um, Swiss Army Man. I'll tell you what I thought of that next time out. And if you don't know what it is, just it's good. Um, look at the trailer for it. It looks hilarious. It is really good. <laughs> it, it was from an anonymous opinion on um, Twitter, an account I follow. Uh, someone had said, every Daniel Radcliffe movie after Harry Potter is just people trying to see how what strange things they can get Harry Potter to do. And Swiss Army Man wins. Now like, that sounds yeah, interesting. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and someone said uh, Guns Akimbo would like a word. Oh, yeah, uh, Guns Akimbo is brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm planning to watch that. Um, I've been watching Succession. Um, mm. I've just watched uh, Connor's wedding episode. Um, just forget how good the acting is on that show. If because because it's, it's not been out. It's, I've been waiting for season four. The acting's just top notch. All of it, all of them, are just like top of the game. And um, no spoilers, but I didn't expect. If you've seen it, Mark, I didn't expect what was coming in that episode at all. <laughs> it's too good, isn't it? Yeah. Now I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, okay. 
right. Um, yeah. Uh, and the new Grand Tar thing out. And yes, it's, it's James May and it's Clarkson and Hammond. But um, I find them funny in, in short bursts every now and again. The specials are always the best bit of Top Gear. And basically the Grand Tour is just specials now. Um, and and they go to lots of pretty places and it's very well shot. And uh, yeah. What else have I done? Can't remember. It's too long. We need to do these more, more, more closely together. Well, we're going to have to because holiday season's coming up, so whoop, we're going to have to drop some in. Otherwise, it'll be four months before that. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> podcast not. ready all the time on holiday, so don't worry about me. Well, I'll go next then. What well, thing is, I've already done half of mine. So, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I, I've done nothing. Yeah. It's not productive. Yeah, but th- no, but th- that's it, really. I mean, that, that was the main thing. I've fallen out with gaming temporarily, so I don't know whether I'll come back to it, but... Um, I, think we, I, I think we all go in these dips. I, I, every now and again, you just think, I've, I just, I'm uninspired. There's nothing speaking to me. Everything's same. Everything's 900 hours long or everything's immediately throwawayable. Mm. But yeah, so what what I've done is I'm starting a, a second podcast um, with um, two people I know here, and we're going to see if we reinvest all that time into making money, how much money we can make in a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Yay for coming. <laughs> So I'll let you know. I'll let you know intermittently how I get on. How I get on, but um, it's already not communism. It's already um, significant. (laughs) So I don't know if I will go back to gaming. Um, But yeah, and then yeah, I watched Succession and I watched Black Mirror. Are the two things that I actually took notice of? I've I've had loads of shit on in the background while I've been doing other stuff. Um, But yeah, Succession you've already mentioned. But the new season of Black Mirror is um, just fucking brilliant as usual. Um, The the first and last episodes of it in particular are really really good but yeah i don't want to give out away so that's it just watch it (laughs) oh and i took the kids to see flash last night and was all of us were very pleasantly blown away by it from start to finish it was thoroughly entertaining ben affleck's best turn as batman um and you know it opens up into uh, it's genuinely funny you know so you've got and and it it touches on flashpoint and things like that you know this got that sort of dna running through it um whilst still managing to pay homage to the justice league that snyder and that other dickhead did whilst still doing something totally different and standing on its own Josh Weed has been cancelled now, hasn't he? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <He's gone. laughs> Rightly so. Um, but yeah, uh, it should have been cancelled just for that cut of Justice League, regardless of what sort of person he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, it is, um, it's a, a pretty um, spectacular achievement, I thought. So it's good. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's it. That is it. So go on. Strap so. in. I've got, a, I've got a list of stuff. Jesus. Uh, I went to watch Ricky Gervais do some stand-up comedy. One that we've already seen on Netflix or something new? No, something new. Was it good? Which I believe is called, I forget, is it called Armageddon? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just just him being caustic. Almost trolling now. He's always always poked fun, but he's he's poking fun at 
poking a lots of bears. Okay. Uh, it'll be on Netflix before you know it. Funny, I'm going to ask funny. that question because I thought if it weren't on Netflix, it might have been funnier because I didn't know if he might have been able to say a bit more. But mind you, he's Ricky Gervais. Yeah. He can say what he fucking wants anyway, can't he? Yeah, a lot of it, depending where you come from, is close to the bone. Mm. However, my opinion is these are jokes. These aren't his serious opinions. And if ever you see Ricky Gervais in real real life, is that's not how he is. He is... So this is what drives me a bit bonkers. Isn't it? Yeah, you can't say that. You can say what you want. Do what you want, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can say what you want, but be prepared to deal with the consequences if someone doesn't yes. like what you say. And yeah. also, you've also got to realise that you can say what you want, and sometimes these are just jokes that you might not find funny, like I don't find Mrs. Brown Boys funny. That's offensive to me. No, but that, I mean, uh, that's because it is offensive and yeah. it's not funny. That oh, actually crap. should anyway. be banned. That's where freedom of speech yeah. ends. So that so that was a rare night out. I think I did. I get it for the wife's birthday, or wife's Christmas. I can't remember. <laughs> that that was that like you bought us something you wanted. But what did you do? No, for no, your she next wanted it. Get some wood chip she wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've already I've already seen him. So like, yeah, I've seen him already. So oh, I'd love to. I'd love to go. So these tickets go on sale. I managed to get them and uh, rare night out. Went out for a meal. Went to watch some comedy. Kids three sons look kids. So yeah, it was. Uh, it were it were good. Uh, in terms of gaming, uh, you know, I go through that a thousand and one games to play before you die book, just picking at random. And I have had some random shit. Star Control Three the on the PC that? from I think ninety ninety three, ninety four. Like that. It sounds like an Amstrad game. <laughs> Star Control it's, Three. Yeah, it's a it's a RTS space exploration mining thing. Which Sounds took awful. me about yeah it, does. yeah, it took me about three hours to get to grips with it. And once you got to grips, you were like, ah, okay, I get it. Yeah, it could be fun. It's not for me. <laughs> this is my point. What else could you have done in that three hours? <laughs> Fuck yeah. me, man. You could have had twenty wanks. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I then uh, the following week it threw up Banjo Tui. As in the N64, sequel. the sequel to Banjo, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. See what they did there, Banjo Tooie, because it's the second one, so it's like Tooie. It's just more the same, isn't it? Is it um, like holidays? Did, did, I think. <laughs> don't know. They've got flights yeah. and stuff. Well, did you ever play Donkey Kong and Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64? Sorry. On the yeah. N64. They just, they just ended up, they, they seemed to reach a point where they were just massive collector thons. Why, well, there's 100 bananas to get in this level, there's 100 stars, you get 100 da 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 da. It's just. It's fun, but to who's going? Nobody got time for that, especially you, Mark. I watched, a, I watched a video on YouTube about Donkey Kong 64 and that era of games and why Donkey Kong 64 killed that type of game off completely. That 3D platforming collecting thing ended there and then practically. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen it again until probably Ukulele, which is just basically Banjo-Kazooie again. Um and they just went fucking crazy with the collectibles. And I'll dig the thing out, and you can put it in the show notes. But someone goes through the amount of collectibles in Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day. And there's like, I don't know, let's say for argument's sake, there's a thousand collectibles in Banjo Kazooie. In Donkey Kong 64, there's like 10,000. It's just multiples yeah. of collections have just gone through the roof. And they've gone, now you need to get to all these things and collect them all. Why? No, you don't. 
But but people like me go, oh, I need to get all the bananas and <laughs> I need to go pick up all the coconuts. <laughs> and then it took me forever like, to play it. It's a two-week morning like going, oh, I need to sleep. <laughs> like, like, any, like any adventure game, must do all side quests before yeah. progressing main story. Yeah, yeah. it's like it. literally won't go any further until yeah. there's nothing else to do. And yeah. then you move on. Yeah, that's I'm like the same. Dungeon crawlers. Oh, what's in that corner over there? The exit's yeah. all the way over there, and you've killed the big yeah. boss. Yes, I know, but there's a bit of map here that's still yeah, black, a bit and I need to uncover it. <laughs> oh, there was nothing there. Oh well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the f- I played. I think I played that for two weeks in a row because I, I enjoyed it that much. But I'd had enough by after about six hours of it, which I could have been uh, like learning. Uh, how to crochet if I lived in Maxwell. Uh, then last night on the 1001 Games Played Before You Die book on uh, twitch.tv forward slash sold the bull, Skies of Arcadia. You ever played that on the Dreamcast and then they kind um, of retouched it up and chucked it out on the GameCube? Yes, I am. What, t- describe it to me. The turn based RPG, so I don't know to shot himself. <laughs> I- I think I have played this and I think I liked it. And it starts off the opening sequences, some lady in a, a typical Japanese uh has has uh, it got the airship? Yeah, like has it a got pirate the, ship airships? Has it got the graphics like those Japanese um Namco Bandai RPGs, like like soft cartoony Japanese kind of look to it. Not quite Nino Kuni, a bit like yeah, nicer like than that. Chronicles yes, that kind of yes, yes. Big yeah, I think eyes, I have anime, played this. But, yeah, yeah, and it's, spike yeah. Have they all got spike yeah? And is it blue? Have they all got like blue spike yeah? And huge yeah. belt buckles and, yes. and ruffled uh, yeah. pants, Odd accoutrements. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuck, that. it sounds awful. And sky pirates, <laughs> and you, and this this girl's being chased by some. By some bad dudes and the sky pirates turn up and they save her and, and they all then. and they all stand at each side of the screen and go now it's your turn to fight <laughs> wait now it's my turn to yeah. hit you but what we, what we what we were laughing about last night is at the end of these really violent fights that you have where they're going in and smacking with the with the sword and stuff at the end they go yeah yeah i'm covered in entrails <laughs> yeah i've got blood all over my boots <laughs> uh but yeah i enjoyed that i'm gonna play it again for a second week i don't think i'll go all the way through it but i enjoyed it i, I like we've said this before i like rpgs they're a bit therapeutical you can just kind of chill out whilst whilst you're picking all your different turns and weapons and heels and stuff i i, I like them, a bit of grinding whereas <laughs> daniel's just I, no, no I but the thing is, I just I think if you gave them a, a chance, he, he would like them. I do <laughs> like the, some of them, annoyingly. There's I, the odd one yeah. that sticks out, like Pokemon. I don't know why. Exactly. But that's that's basically Pokemon it. Is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But I think um, it's the J in uh, JRPG that RPG. fucks me off. As much as I like Japan, it goes, f- I can't be arsed with a pink blue spike here, and it's all a bit. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Now you're just over jaying it for me. I just get, I just mm, tires on. Hey Daniel, welcome to the Super RPG game. Hope you like it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like that. Yeah. Stop so, triggering him. And then finally, on my terrifying Thursdays, where I play some horror games, Resi Five. That's not PS3. a horror game. <laughs> 
Yes, I know. It's the most, it's the scariest zombie game in outdoors. Is that the, the racist one? Cunt. Well, um, it's five. It's, the racist. It's predominantly it, it's set in Africa, so you. No, you take it's from no that more racist will. than Resident Evil Four, is it? All Spaniards didn't come out with Resident Evil Four and go, "That's racist." Why are all them zombies Spanish? Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that's where know, it's fucking <laughs> set. This you is know not what I mean. My... This is not my opinion of it. This is no, this I know, is but this is that, when it came it? out, they were like, it was racist. All zombies are black. Well, that's because that's where it's set. That's, they, they haven't. It's not a slur on black people. It's just that that's the location it's in. Welcome to Hot Button Topics podcast. Um, as it, as it yes, happens, though, it's, it's quite good, but it's it's much better in two player. It's it comes alive yes. when you play it with another person. A lot of people in the stream said that. Everyone yeah. who, oh, oh, I remember playing this with my brother. Yeah. Oh, I played this with my friends. Oh, I played this co-op. It's a lot better by all accounts than that. But yeah, it's set in Africa where they've taken the T-virus and now it's biological warfare, isn't it? And they're releasing it into communities. And mm. and I'm about a third of the way through. I like it. I, I, I think it's good. Resi- I mean, it's fucking stupid, but it, I think it's pretty yeah. good. Oh, God, it's Capcom over the top comp, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in terms of games, that's it. I've not watched any films because uh, my legs fell off. I did go to watch Queens of the Stone Age at Halifax Peace Hall with Daniel over there. Yes, hello. Uh, supported by Coach Pie, and they blew the roof off, even though Peace Hall don't have a roof. They were, I think, they did, I think it's the fifth time have. I've seen, seen them. Who would have blown off? If it did have, they'd have blown it off, yeah. This is the fifth time I think I've seen them, and um, as good as ever, really. They're I'm off just... to see them again in November at the uh, yeah, Men I'm Arena. There's still, there's still some tickets available for that. I know, like, it's not it's called that anymore, maybe, is it? Maybe. maybe it's called, I don't know, it's called Arena in Manchester, <laughs> Evening News, Quick Fit, uh, Car Wash. I don't know. It, it used to be called the MEN Arena, didn't it? And and years yeah. ago, I wanted to know what was going on, so I typed into Google MEN and hit enter. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, oh, oh, no. the men arena. Uh, yeah, they were, although, although you, uh, the previous day I had a vasectomy, and you're not supposed to stand for 48 hours for long uh, periods of time. <laughs> Uh, after having that procedure done. No. Uh, so I did that and I spent the last week as if someone's flicked my right testicle. Did they get you off. to wear one of them nappies? Them like we had jock They just give nappies. you a little. No, no, no. They just I, had, get, I had a jock strap nappy. I don't think you're supposed to smoke a load of DMT after you have it done, but that's what I did. Have you had any alcohol? Have you had any recreational drugs? Not yet. Like, no, but I, I probably should have done before I came in here because it would have made it a lot easier. But um, yeah, so so yeah, that's why. Um, back to what Daniel said about twenty. Uh, I've got to have twenty fun times, uh, which is good. They're basically advocating a solo session. Go, go away, please. Solve. One of my and friends said that immediately that he came out of the hospital, he did it. And I was like, why? I was like, why on earth did you do that? And he went, well, you're never going to experience that again, are you? I was like, you fucking mental. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and then, I punched um, myself in the face yesterday. Why? And then, well. and then afterwards, I I waited and did my what I was supposed to. And my mate Craig went, "What happened? Did just like a puff of smoke come out of it?" <laughs> <laughs> someone someone didn't listen back in biology, did they? Uh, and. That is, yeah, that's my eventful few weeks. Uh, in advance, this is in a, in a break from tradition, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Me and our Daniel are going to Nerg. What's uh, Nerg? A week on For the Friday, uninitiated, Saturday? like me. North For the East uninitiated. Retro Gaming. It's Wednesday. Up in Newcastle. Up in Newcastle um, on the 8th, 9th of July. Do I don't need tickets. I might be able to come to this because I'm in England. I might give you something to do. Ooh. Do it. I mean, we're staying yeah. overnight. I'm yeah, sure you but can get I, well, in a travel lodge or something. Well, no, Ziggy, I've got a mate who lives in uh, Newcastle, and I so oh, I could shit, kill yeah. two birds with one stone. I do it because we, well, what happens is we go there in the day, and then we go drinking. We go drinking the night after on the night in Newcastle, and then we do the second day of the thing on the Sunday, and then come home. All right, let so, me have a quick. Uh, let me have a quick check. Eighth, ninth of July, Gateshead Stadium which is a short taxi ride over from the mainland. <laughs> that, no, the mainland? Not it's island. not in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, have a look into that, Mark. But that's, I, I've, that's I've, where I've, we're already, going. I've just messaged the wife, so I'm, I'm looking into it already. Yeah, if I can come to that, I'll come to that. So if cool. you see us, one of us will have a T-shirt on with Pixel Hunt Podcast on it, no doubt, floating around. One of us definitely um, won't. That'll be you me. Won't. <laughs> We'll get you all, Mark. Um, <laughs> I've got a spare. And that, ladies and germs, is the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well done. Cheers, guys. Feels like it's been in. that long already. <laughs> if you've managed to make it this far, congratulations. Well done. You could have been doing something more productive as well. Yes. <laughs> Should we chat about what we're playing in that? Yeah, go for it, bro. Oh, go on then. This is the game, the game that we've been playing. Tell us about Vector Man. Letter V. Rector Man. No, it's not Rector Man. That would be much more interesting. Sounds shit. We're going to get on so, ChatGPT. <laughs> Give me the code for a copy of Game Vector Man changed to Rector Man. Please make all enemies bum-related. I'll have a nap out next week. Nap <laughs> <Crap> out. <laughs> yeah. Vectorman on the Mega Drive or Genesis, if you're from the USI. Bum it was related. developed by a company called Blue Sky Software. What's it called? Blue, Blue Sky Software. Yeah, yeah probably. Blue Sky Thinking. And published. It says, just yeah. says Blue Sky, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they were called Blue... I don't know, Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, it was developed by ELO and published by... ELO. And published by Sega. Sega. Man was released in the United States of America slash North America slash over there across the pond. Uh, October the 24th in 1995. And for us plebs in Europe, it was November the 30th, 1995. Yeah, makes sense. It all makes sense now. Do you know um, Blue Skies? Blue Sky Software. They're a subsidiary of Titus Interactive, of Crazy mm, Cars fame. Yeah, before they went under, yeah. Titus have also disappeared I mean, into the ether now. I mean, they're good because this is a very pretty looking thing. But yeah, when I saw 1995, <clears throat> it kind of makes sense. This looks like 
a game that is occurring at the peak of when people actually understand the machinery that they're working with. Imagine if you'd have come out with that in eight, like, when it came out in 88 or whenever it was. It had blown people people's like, minds. Yeah. Hell? <laughs> <laughs> what else have Blue Sky developed here, you ask? What else have they done, mate? Uh, probably, most notably, Jurassic Park on the Mega Drive, which was based on a film. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's got dinosaurs in it. Spielberg got, didn't watch uh, it. Oh, uh, yeah, Spielberg here. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Spielberg. Yeah. Boring. And the Mega Drive version of Shadow Run, which is somewhat different to the SNES version. Is it's it massively like... different. tried that. Oh, it's completely different. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because I've only seen the Mega Drive version because I, I never played it, but I watched you play it, Sol. And then I bought a version on the PC, but like a remastered thing, which seemed just entirely different to what I'd already seen. So well, Sol so had the SNES one. So had the SNES, the SNES one. So you, you won't have, yeah, you won't have yeah. seen the Mega ah, Drive one. Right. one. I thought it was the if Mega you, Drive one, yeah. If you bought one for the PC recently, was it that, or recently, i say like about 10, 12 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Was it turn-based, almost XCOM-style thing? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wasn't it based, wasn't, well, we'll digress a little bit, wasn't Shadowrun based on a board game originally, or, an RP, yeah. or a real-life yeah. RPG? I, I don't know. I think real-life RPG? What? Yeah, as in like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, laughing. the tabletop one, you mean? Lapping, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, so, how come they were so different then? Oh, I don't know, Mark. It's not Shadowrun episode. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we've done it. Interesting <laughs> trivia. Don't know. I don't know. They're just mixing shit up. Just okay. is different. I'd like to go back and yeah. play that one. I keep meaning to because I love the SNES one. It's a bit. It goes for a pit penny. Mm. Can imagine. Right. Uh, anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Right, we digress. Okay. Anyway, Vector Man. Back to Vector Man. It is a side-scrolling 2D platformer, but the sprites are 3D rendered, very much like uh, Donkey Kong Country on the SNES. It is a similar kind of time to that then as well, because that were right yes. at the end of the lifestyle. I'd say maybe life a year or uh, SNES as well. Yeah, a year to eighteen months Apart after Donkey Ve- Vector Man. Isn't, it was after he's Donkey not a 3D. Kong. 3D. I think no. so. Vector Man is a slight is a slightly 3D. And he's, no, he's, all his balls are sprites. He's made of many sprites which all move together. Um, the way that everything's shaded. Gives the illusion of more 3D than there is. Yeah, it's so very it yeah. His his legs are made up of balls like um, oh, bollock legs. Now. That's what they're called <laughs> yeah, in the bollock, business. Yeah, bollock legs. Mm. Um, so he looks almost puppetesque, doesn't he? His, his yeah. limbs mm. move very freely and bouncy, like Mr. Soft moves. Why don't you tell me where the world in which you're living is too strange? And but there was a block at my work. He used to walk like Mr. Soft. It was hilarious. Walking around office like that. <laughs> oh, <can Yeah>. go? <laughs> but yeah, it gives the illusion that it's almost like a, a, a rounded sprite as opposed to a flat 2D yes. sprite. I think that's where, that's where we're going. Very much like, I think, yeah, very much like Donkey Kong style. Yeah, um, it's, not, it's not as good as that, though. No, 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 no. The, I, mean, the aesthetic, uh, we, I mean, from we'll, an aesthetic standpoint, Donkey Kong does a better job of it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to all that shit. But 
Here's the blurb, right? This is the in-game blurb, a.k.a. cack story, backstory. Do you add it right, right first? Time. So, Earth. It's 2049 and Earth's cities, forests and ice caps are fouled with toxic sludge. Humanity has escaped to the stars, leaving <laughs> mechanical, air quotes, <clears throat> or bots to clean up like Wally. Right. Serious lack of creativity here. First of all, what are we going to call this guy? What's he made of? Vectors. Vector man. Yeah, all right then. Oh, we need a name for these robots. Why would we real H first two letters? Oh, bots. Yeah, okay then. Where are we going to set it? Uh, Earth. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> just like... This is this is only it's one of the few games that are set in the future where <laughs> real Earth has managed to predate like what's happened, if you know what I mean. So it's set in when? When was it? That, what was the blurb? Twenty forty nine. It's set in twenty forty nine, and the Earth is covered in toxic sludge. And what else We're does not it say? Off. Yeah, we've beat we've beat the game. We've beat fiction to covering the earth in <laughs> shit and toxic sludge. Good well, Next page. We've Disaster. One powerful Arbot Rasta. What Arbot man? Yeah. It's, not, it's not Rasta. It's not natural. It's R A S T. We've got to clean up the place. It's not like Rasta mouse. Rasta Orbot. Uh, it's not like Rasta Mouse, yeah. Uh, oversees the cleanup through a planet-wide comnet. Oh, a bit like the internet. Yeah. Tragedy strikes when in error, attendants, other Orbot cleaning robots, attendants connect a salvaged nuclear bomb to Rasta's master control circuit. It's quite a mistake, that isn't it? <laughs> Rasta master. Connecting all the How wires, soldering. Oops, just yeah. slipped with this Oops. soldering iron. Yeah. I didn't mean to attach this nuclear bomb to this indescript robot cleaning cleaning bot. It'll be a... But they a, did. To be just doing it for anyway. lols, what, a lol bot. So Warhead is born and he stands for tyranny, hatred and oppression a bit like a Tory minister. Mm -hmm. By Warhead's decree, Earth is forged into an instrument of death for the returning humans. But I didn't know that, no one said the humans are coming back or maybe once they've cleaned up, he's then going to kill the humans and then what's he going to do? Just live out on a planet on his own? Oh, no, maybe he's, maybe he's going to be master of the Orbots. I think he's just got OCD and he just likes to tidy up. It's like my wife. She'll tid tidy up Earth for humans and then when they come back, she'll go, you lot can fuck off. I've just tidied up. <laughs> It is exactly the same story as Wally, though, isn't it? I'm sure yeah, more it, or less. It's very similar. Does it come back on Wally? Yeah, they, they, they've, they've left Earth, so the robots can clean mm. it up, and then they're going to go um. back. The whole idea is that they, they plan to travel back, and the, the captain of the ship, calling, um, wants to, like that, that eye, eye thing that's basically like him off flight navigator, that evil thing, it wants mm. to destroy Earth on it or kill them all or something. Um. I'm sure, yeah. Someone's played Why? this and gone. I could make that into a kids' film. Maybe we'll have a. I'll I'll give John Lasseter a call. I've got his number. So Vector Man lands his space badge. Space badge. <laughs> space badge. Rosie and Jim. Rosie, Do I'd like that kind of badge. Vector Man lands his. He lands his space badge after delivering a load of sludge to the sun. A bit I don't think they mean the newspaper. 
<laughs> so, right, let's check this out. Got a great idea for cleaning up Earth. What we're going to do, going to take all this toxic sludge and put sun out. <laughs> then when you come back, you'll be fine. All humans come back and just freeze the bollocks off. Perfect. <laughs> Unhindered by evil mind control, he will not rest until Warhead is defeated and the Earth is free. Why? What's, that's, what's, it, that's, that's it. Yeah, but why? <clears throat> why would Vector Man do this? What's his? What's he getting out know. of it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. And why is he? Why is he different shaped to all the other Arbots? I don't know. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. a multi. It's a multi-directional shooting, jumping, side-scrolling, walkabout, killing stuff type platforming explorathon. No, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a Metroidvania because you no. don't level up. You you find power ups just like any other run and gunny. Well, it's not because it's it's got a level structure, and it rather than an exploration. Yes, yeah. there's no back and forth. No. Then there's a lot of exploring to do within each level. If you feel like the need to do that, you're up against the clock. By the way, which is our why we all hate that. Why yeah, we <laughs> yeah. all hate it. A <clears throat> uh, pixel pixel hunt hatred. Um. So yeah, along the way, you come across various different enemies. You, I've got a double jump. I always like a double jump in games. That's good. You jump. And then it's good as that double jump because yeah, you, 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 your rocket boosters can kill things when you jump yeah. on them. I know this because I, I streamed it. What's your favourite double jump in gaming? Ghouls and Ghosts. Is it? Probably, yeah. It works, doesn't it? Recar, I think, for me. Oh, I played it. Sweet jump. You haven't played Recar? That's the next game you need working? to play. Yeah, yes, that I haven't is, played That is the next game you need to play. Play that. I, I, I don't know is why you got the, such... With the lass and the, and the robots? Yes, play that. Yeah, yeah you'll All like right. it. Billy. See <laughs> Is it on Game Pass? Because if it's not, I'm not playing it. Yeah, because it's an Xbox exclusive, isn't it? Is it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, but all right, I'll kick it off downloading. Why not? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just thinking about what to when I could get two jumps in one night. Yeah. <sighs> uh, anyway, right, yeah. So, so, yeah, you progress through these stages of varying different environments. As far as I got, I got to level six of 16, so nearly halfway through the game, I came across uh, an Arctic Tundra. You came across an Arctic Tundra? An industrial Arctic Tundra, <laughs> an industrial level. It was the, the pointless water level that's in every game there is i got to what seemed to be some kind of cave yeah some sort of stone type level level. yeah that's where i got as well i asked this question when i was streaming this and so you won't have seen it mark because i don't think you came and joined in the stream but um has there ever been any game in the history of gaming that has been improved by a water level ori I wouldn't say it improved it, but it didn't piss me off. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make me want to smash the thing up straight away. But yeah, that's about. It. I think the only one where I think it enhanced the game was Ori. Someone said Echo the Dolphin. I'm like, well, it would be difficult to play <laughs> that. JC. Not not yeah. in the water. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. JC. But James um, Pond. <laughs> yeah, I said Wave Race. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had to qualify this. Any game that isn't naturally set in water already. <laughs> 
is any, any of them improved by that? Because they just it just slows everything down and makes everything I, I, more awkward. Also, though, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of water you will find in that New Horizon, and it is really good. Yeah, and, and that's annoying as well. I've got <laughs> well, the rebreather. I've got the rebreather. Yeah. It's just it's just annoying. I like it. Yeah, well, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Maybe I like water levels. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no, so it, I, I've, I also sometimes it's like even, even in Mario, like Super Mario Brothers. It's like I don't need, don't need to be in this water. Swimming, turtles, turtles on the nest. Don't need to be in this water. It was fine without that. Don't need it. And why were the turtles so rubbish in water? The turtles. Oh, it's their natural environment. Until they were mutated, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, typical of these kind of games, as you go along shooting enemies, <laughs> you pick up various power-ups and multipliers and things like that. So you can get a multiplier, which will multiply whatever you pick up, be that um, health, be that lives, be that... When you kill enemies, they drop little orbs, which are your points, so it'll multiply oh, those I, points as well. I didn't realise so, it multiplied everything. I thought it was just multiplying yeah, one your ups, score. Yeah, one-ups are multiplied by two, <clears throat> three, five, or ten, depending on which multipliers you pick up. Oh. Apparently. According to instructions, I didn't notice either. According to the blurb I've read. Who reads instructions? You just pick up everything, don't you? You just, you just kill stuff and pick everything up. Yeah. You can Shoot. pick up health, varying degrees of health to replenish you, because you, you start off, depending on what, whether it's on easy, medium, or hard, you pick up... That's not what with, it's called, though, is it? So, no, it's not what it's called. It's, it's called, not called lame. That. <laughs> it's called lame. lame. Was it wicked and Wicked. insane well, or something? Well, wicked, yeah. And that you get, you could pick a checkpoint, so you don't have to go right back to the start at level. Uh, you could pick up a shield, all usual stuff. Power up, so you get a spread shot. You get what they call. Um, a bolo, which is the bolo gun that shoots out rotating energy ball, which travels through enemy orbots. Um, Looks like a bow staff with get rapid uh, fire. lights on the end, doesn't it? All of it, so far, so straightforward, until you pick up a morph icon. Not morph from Tony Hart. Morph, right? So you can turn, actually turn, Vector Man turns into different things. So he turns into yes. a drill. Which is, you can't jump when you're a drill, but when you get to a, a certain floor... You can fall. ...material, you smash it through it. it. Like, yeah. a, like a drill. <laughs> I didn't realise what I was doing when that happened. I was like, oh, what? Because what, what, it's not obvious what you've turned into. And I was just like, oh, I'm just stood on the end. Oh, falling through this bit of floor. You could turn into a bomb, which is shaped like a World War II fat boy, isn't it? And you just yeah. kind of topple around on the floor. But you can blow up. And if you blow up in the right place, you can take walls out and access previously unaccessible areas. Um, I didn't see this, but you could turn into a plane, I a didn't jet. See that either. <sighs> Hope it makes that noise. You turn into a fish on the sea levels, which is a bit cumbersome on the sea on the water level, where it's kind of just a bit of surface. But a later water level, you are completely submerged at it, so that helps you get up screen. It certainly helps you get to the end of the level quicker. On a very monotonous level as well, that is. Uh, you can... I didn't see any of these. You get a missile which can break through ceilings. I didn't see that. Either. Oh, no. 
Yes, you do get that yeah, at the do. end of that Arctic that level. Just oh, to get to the boss. yeah, the ice yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, to get to the boss, which is quite an interesting boss. It starts off as like a bird and then it turns into a bear and then it turns into a wolf. I don't got that right. Is it three or has it just got two forms? I think it's just a bird and a bear, isn't it? Hmm. But that, that was quite easy. I found the first level boss the hardest, which is like a big plane, because it takes up all of the screen and it's not particularly easy to predict where mm. it's going to go because it smacks you with its wings and it, when it drops bombs on your head. Seven. And you can also turn into a buggy, which I didn't see either. Don't you do that on the second level? No, not, not level two. Yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. is a doom buggy. Which forms as a battering ram to burst through walls. But so yeah, level buggy. two, like you is like an on rail. Yeah, I think so. Well, you're on not Doom Buggy, you're Daft Apeth. Doom oh. Buggy. Um, but yeah, you do all of that, all of that stuff along 16 different levels, which they call days. Day yeah. one. Uh, there's, there's, you've forgotten about <clears throat> those little nice bonus levels scattered amongst in between all those well i guess they call them days as well don't they yeah that's no, some of them they call bonus don't they no do they do they just call them another day well, i think it's just I think yeah, yeah. but yeah they they and and then the, the normal gaming rules don't apply anymore do they it changes up a bit as uh as some different shizny going on yeah, like day two, where you the way you the tank on rails and you that, have to shoot now, the fingers that was a mega interesting concept. That and then that, that lasted for about thirty seconds. seconds. Yeah, and it looked really cool the way that they'd yeah. done it and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one that they kept reusing, which is like the fucking ball in middle of the screen that spunks bullets out. Oh yeah, what we'll do is we'll leave that really cool one, and we'll do this shit shoot 'em up one, and this one that's like Frogger. <laughs> I yeah, don't I think like I was one. good enough to unlock any of these bonus levels. I think, yeah, because if you, if you destroy satellites, according to the instructions, you unlock bonus levels. Well, I don't think I... I didn't unlock any bonus levels. There's TVs everywhere. Doing there. everything, there's, you know. There's TVs scattered around. You, you shoot the TVs and smash all them up, and that's got all your yeah. <clears throat> extra your one-ups and stuff and your time, your multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, as well as killing enemies, yeah, which I like to think is a slight nod to Sonic, although at least Sonic, realistically had the TVs just standing on the ground. These yeah, are these just are miraculous just to float in mid-air. Yeah. <laughs> and you I shoot think, them and they spin and the... I mm. think that's what um, Warhead put up there so he can monitor everyone with his com net. Oh, if you created, and if I think you created that's why your own backstory. I, yeah, I think he's destroying them because it's surveillance, isn't it? It's he's, so he's layered, isn't it? I take it all oh, back now. It? I, would, I were mocking its storyline and not only is it more layered than I thought, it even inspired Wally. It's like a tiramisu. <laughs> mm. uh, but I, I think I think that is it. That is, and that level sixteen is not actually a level. Is it? it's where you fight Warhead, and that I'd, I'd looked at that on YouTube. It graphically impressive. You're like flying around in the air, and oh really? really? I might have to have a look yeah, at yeah. that. Well, so uh... fast forward to that on on the YouTube's if you like on uh, YouTube gonna... owned by Google. Um, TV streaming platform tube telly game stream thing dot com Vector Man Final Boss I'll, I'll, I'll have that in floating in the background and have a look while you're culturally interluding 
I think that sums it up. Would you like to add anything else to this game description slash review slash overview slash your wrist? No. You can't do talk like that or we'll get cancelled. Yeah. I don't mean it. That was one of the options. I don't I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Slash your wrist. <clears throat> well, almost. This is what I forgot to mention this when I was talking about what I was what I did. Um as it as is as is our customary with every RPG, when you get to the end of it, you can there's lots of different options or ways to finish the game. And Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven now, don't listen for the next 30 seconds if you don't want any spoilers. I'm not really spoiling anything anyway. You've got loads of different... Should we do this? Beep, 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 beep. Oh, like the BBC News. Well, anyway. No, that's... <clears throat> loads of different endings that you could pick from. And basically, whichever ending you choose, it's going to end up in carnage. Or whichever route you go down. Um, and one of the options is you can just kill yourself. <laughs> really? Yeah. So okay. I chose that option. I love that. And then you get a, you get a you get a little um uh what's not a prologue after epilogue. what's the end called epilogue. Thanks. Um, of all the characters talking to you and they're like, "Fuck you, fuck you, you just took these way out," and um that you've been obviously interacting with all through the through the game. I thought that's a really interesting option that it, the they've had the balls to go. You can always you can always take this way out. Mm, like, interesting. Oh, I will. A lot of people on the internet went, "Oh, it's very tone deaf, isn't it?" These modern modern days and mental health and stuff. But oh, fuck off. It's, it's not real. It's yeah, not exactly. real. We'll never, right. we will never. We'll never. We'll never tell fictional stories. I just watched. <laughs> um, I just watched the end of um, Vector Man. That last fight looks really annoying. Starts off with him floating through air, shooting some sunbeds. And then a load of roof, a load of roofs appear, and then he has to jump from roof to roof, shooting this robot that's having some kind of um, Parkinson's that's, yeah, attack. Warhead. Yeah, um, but he, he has to keep because because the, the roofs keep moving and disappearing. He has to keep jumping from roof to roof, or he'll just fall through floor. It looks like the most annoying boss fight I've ever seen. So looks good, though, doesn't it? Get that far. It's pretty. Yeah. It looks. It looks impressive. I yeah. think the one big takeaway from this is how nice it looks. Everything, pretty much. Uh, Some of the backgrounds are a little bit basic, but to, in yeah, terms to, to of... say that stylistically mm. it's so good and and graphically it's so good, there are some weird design choices though. <laughs> just just to say that it's that good, that like them TVs should be just floating in fucking air for a start. It's um, the future. But, why not? All right, okay. Do want in future, can we? Fine. We've got flying cars. It's not that far into the future. It's only 2049. So that's it, cheeky monkeys. That's Vector Man. That's Vector Man. Uh, we, I keep saying, that, did you did you know Battle of the Planets? Yes. This is a little... This is how my head works. You know, Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets. The cartoon from Offer when we were kids. I do. In a, in Japan, that was called Gatchaman. And the, the theme tune went, Oh, Gatchaman, Gatchaman. And what we got over here in, in the UK and in the States was a cut-up version of Gatchaman with... Um, remember Zark 7 Zark, the little robot? 
like a narrator says, basically they just took it, sliced it all together and created an entire new show out of cut up Japanese originals. I've got Japanese original on DVD. Anyway, I keep going, ah, oh, Vector Man, Vector Man, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm playing it. It's only funny for me, I think. Or anybody else <laughs> oh, who likes Gatchaman. Like <laughs> oh, before we move anyway. on. Um, <laughs> I'd, and I do need a game recommendation for my Steam Deck. You, you for don't play travels. games anymore, Mac. For Mac, my travels, for my aeroplane. Right, no, so you need to spend that is, time inventing something. This, I, I've in, I, Vampire I, I, Survivors. I've done it. <laughs> Completed it, mate. I need, and I need something specifically that's not that power-hungry that it'll burn through my deck in two hours. Otherwise, I'd have played Dead Space 5, like, sorry, Dead Space Remake. So I, I need... Five. I need something. Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, inscription. I've done it, Anna. Completed it, mate. Right. Uh, Marvel Snap. Snap. Marvel Snap, it's free on Steam. It's yeah. a free yeah, game, you need, Marvel yeah, Snap. But you need do you need, do I need other people over the internet, don't you? Oh, yeah, you need internet, yeah. Oh, you can pay, down pay the your phone. No, I went to Barcelona the other day, and on the Vuelling airline, you got internet, and you got a USB port on your seat. Oh. Don't plug things into USB ports. Why? Because it's really bad for security. Is it? Yeah. You just plug, you just plug your device into this USB port that can carry data. There's lots of bad Which things that should happen. Could happen. It's bad. What, could I, could, do you think I could hack into the plane? <laughs> Control could hack into you. deck. <laughs> yeah, with the gyroscope. Gyroscopic. Yeah. Ah, fucking hell, this new flight simulator's realistic. So it's got fucking promotion going on in it. <laughs> Scream cool. if you want to go faster. Cultural interlude. Yeah, let's do it. Cultural interlude. Before we jump into our final thoughts on Vector Man, let's check out what was going on. Time to release. In terms of music, films, and games, on November the 30th, 1995. So November the 30th, 1995, I was about six to eight weeks into my first year at university. I think about that. I started in September. August, yeah, September. Yeah, about that, six to eight weeks, yeah. Enjoying it very much. Not playing many games because... I just drank loads of beer and fell over and stuff. Uh, but at number three was somewhat of a career resurgence for everything but the girl with a Todd Terry remix of their track called Missy and I miss you like the desert mystery and I miss you and from that they they seem to pivot the album that came after that. Did it have missing on it? I can't really remember with um can't remember what it was called. But they kind of pivoted into like a, a an electronic dance pivot. act at that point. With with walking out behind the walking wounded and all that business. Okay. It were it were good. But they were they were at number three, Tracy Thorne and Ben Watt, man and wife duo, and they've just actually released a new album called Fuse, I think which is really good on a dance tip, yo. Really okay. good. I think they did it in the pandemic and just actually we just make some music again and out it came. Do you like it? Do you like it? It's all right. Cool. <laughs> and number two was 
I got the situation. You got me facing. I had never been a bad. I've been paid by the tour, but I gotta be happy to hear Something like that, innit? Yes, it is. Stevie Wonder sampling. Coolio sampling Stevie Wonder's Pastime Paradise, calling it Gangster's Paradise. And it featured in the video a very lovely Michelle Pfeiffer because it was from off of that film called Dangerous Minds. The best cover version of this I have ever heard. I was on holiday with my sister Kath and her husband Ian, an all-inclusive in Egypt. And a small Egyptian boy came on stage and <laughs> sung this. And me and Ian were like, this is going to be fucking brilliant. <laughs> and we were not disappointed. <laughs> it was, was awful. It... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was it brilliant because it was terrible? Yeah. 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 Oh, he was probably trying his best part, lad. Yeah, well. Sometimes your best ain't good enough, He entertained. Right? <laughs> trying to graduate from the broom up to the microphone. <laughs> Should speak to Philip Scarfield. Yes. So, <laughs> on topic, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that, that was that was Coolio with his uh, with his. He was spending most of his life in a gangster's paradise. Apparently, he's dead. Isn't he's he? now dead. Yeah, yeah. is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. What a great there loss to the world and the world of music. Well, the world has lost an interesting hairdo, put it that way. Mm. Yeah, I preferred. He had a song around this time called uh, "Fantastic Voyage," which went something the along the lines of on the fantastic something like that." <laughs> you have to. You'll have to you sure? uh, look it up. God, I'm having flashbacks yeah. to Egypt then. <laughs> and sadly, the number one spot, uh, holding on to number one for a fourth week, is a couple of cheeky chaps who who elevated themselves from their soldier, soldier <laughs> TV oh, no. show, Robson and Jerome, with... Uh, up, 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 on the This makes me realise, you know, that being at number one. So, 1995, hang on, 2005, at least 30 years, the bulk of the UK public have been absolute fucking morons. <laughs> you can't. Well, that's the same uh, one because they're now watching Mrs. Brown's Mr. Boys, <laughs> innit? Yeah. Yeah, the That's Venn diagram saying, of people who bought that, Mr. Blobby's exact, album, and... And, and what's Mrs. Brown's just on top of each other, boys, Yeah, <laughs> voting Brexit somewhere. Fuck off! <laughs> Sorry, I'll be dead soon. <laughs> Who'd have thought that one of these would, would have gone to Game of Thrones and been like a really foul-mouthed sellsword? He's really good at Game of Thrones, isn't he? He is Which really one? Good. Which one is it? Mr. Blobby? Yeah, no, yeah, Bl- yeah. That'd have seen that him. Have gone, it? Yeah, that'd have been good. Shame, shame, Blobby, Mr. Blobby doing the shame bell. Getting shit thrown at him. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, so I don't know the reference, but it's making me laugh to think about it. It was Jerome Flynn. Yes, no, not, the little, not the little one who um, went to do... He just does fishing now, doesn't he? I don't know, man. 
He's just a yeah. canny He's lad. He's always like, Howie, look, I've, I've got a right big fish here. It's a massive. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get this hook out of his face. <laughs> 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 monster oh, well monster carp or something I think <laughs> ultimate fishing monster monster who carted his fierce <laughs> Jesus uh, <laughs> albums Jesus right come <laughs> on take me away shit Right, al- albums. The number three, there's a little-known album by a band from Manchester called Oasis with what's the st- open bracket, what's the story, close bracket, Morning Glory, which had such songs on it as Wonderwall and um, some might say, and some other songs on it, like Champagne Supernova. No, no oh. that was on a different one. Was that on this one? I don't know. It yeah, did it have a song on it called uh, Fucking in the Bushes. Oh, no. no or was that on those? I that don't was know. Standing on the shoulder giants. Ones, but- this yeah. was the first album I ever bought this. Yeah, on the CD. Yeah, compact disc. I remember Q magazine giving it two out of five because they were so disappointed that it, it that they'd come out with definitely maybe like a proper, if you weren't air quotes, like a kick-ass rock and roll British four to the floor, full of attitude. And then you got Wonderwall and, and uh, Don't Look Back in Anger and... They were like, what's happened? Who's I always liked balls? Who's taken them to Soul's vasectomy clinic? <laughs> uh, but obviously time told a different tale and the public uh, adored this before Coke went up the nose and Champion Supernova were on the one after it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on this. It's on this. Was it on this one? Yeah. Nah, fucking hell. I always liked um, Cast No Shadow. I always liked that song. That yeah. stuck with me. I don't know why. Was that about Richard? Uh, Ashcroft, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, number two was, remember, <clears throat> this was kind of, before this, everyone were like, oh, your dad's music to a certain extent. But Beatles with Anthology Number One came out. I got this on cassette. And it kind of soundtracked my first year to uni because before this, everyone was like, oh, Beatles, that, all the stuff. Then Oasis kind of came out and they were referencing Beatles and everything. They were like, oh, that's music you're allowed to like now. And they're just happy to sound just like the Beatles to a certain extent. And it's funny that when you're that age, you care. And, well, it just had it had like a Beatles resurgence, and then I don't think that stopped. From, no, but I mean, but I mean about, about what you should should or shouldn't be allowed to listen to at that age. Oh, I know. Like, I know. You, you actually care. Well, you don't. You, you do. You did. I think now there's no there's no gatekeepers. There's no walls. No. There's no walls tied behind you. Could, all kids listen. They've got mu- access to all the music everywhere all the time. There is no cliques of music anymore. I walk past my lad's room. He's listening to Deftones, and then he's listening to the Beatles, and then he's listening to some Ice Cube, and then he's listening to some Slipknot, and he's just he's listening to some um, Brian Auger. <laughs> so, Come on, they just listen to absolutely anything now because there's no, there's no, there's no clicks. And it's but yeah, you could argue that the, yeah, it's just actually just suck it all up like a music sponge. But now the Beatles are kind of everywhere, maybe too much with like constant re-releases and re-recordings of everything every year. But Paul McCartney just hanging around Glastonbury like it's his house this year. Uh, um, Looking but like yeah, he's had an allergic reaction. It's interesting. You heard all the original 
like uh, home recordings of songs which seemed novel then because you didn't have any of this stuff. There was no internet to listen to this kind of stuff, no YouTube to listen to. It took someone to put out a compilation of it. Here's Paul and John singing in, in a bath. And at number one was a couple of guys who elevated themselves from soldier soldier TV oh, show fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> with an album full of Let's shitty skip covers. Past them. One uh, of them yeah, does a fishing show syndrome. now. <laughs> One of them's on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Mr. Blobby. <sighs> no, no, <laughs> no. Right. Stop um, so, <clears throat> moving on. Moving on, ladies and germs, to the film quiz. So, as we always do, we... Give you some clues and you guys can guess what film I'm Go on, picking. Alright. I've not looked at the notes either, so these are all fresh to me. Good. No cheating. No cheating. No, I, but I haven't seen at any films ever, so it's no. a disadvantage. Mark, the end. Who's got time for films? The productivity just sat. That's it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a shark, mate. I'm always moving. <laughs> no, I can't stop. <laughs> films. Number nine, vapid high school socialite Shiduching reveals her naivete as hashtag Jane Austen's Emma gets a 90s makeover, hyphen erudite comedy. Is it clueless? It is clueless. Well done. Okay. Well done there, Mark. You, 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 um, you get... I was riding the red it. wave. I had a whole ass to the toilets. I love clueless. It's great. <laughs> Paul Rudd. A number. And he's Paul Rudd, yeah, who in a doesn't very age. Early role, yeah. Ageless Paul Rudd. Uh-huh. Ruddleless. Clueless. Paul Rudd, cludless. What? Number two. Hawkish submarine captain and cerebral commander clash as communications collapse causes mutiny and mayhem. Oh, very topical on the subject of submarines. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Is it? Is it? What's. Hunt for Red October, yes. Yes. And number one, this is dead easy. Dead easy. Defining a generation of N64 gamers, Bond (laughs) turns on cheats and shoots giant-headed henchmen in the groin with a golden PP7. That PP7? PK7, wasn't it? Walter PK7. Golden Eye. <laughs> Golden Tina Turner's just died, aren't you? Golden Die. Uh. <laughs> no, Tina it's, turned it's off. PPK. That's what you think. PPK. Not PP7. I copy and pasted that. Hey, I told my wife the other day that um, that I was going to make a car out of spaghetti. She didn't believe me, but you should have seen her face when I drove past her. Oh dear, I really like that. Hang on a minute. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> He's writing it down. I'm, I'm sending it to someone right now. <laughs> when me and my other half make pizzas, she uh, she does the cheese. She's the greatest. Oh, God. Yes. Um... <laughs> 
And what have we all been waiting for? We were a gaming podcast at some point, and we do cover what games were out back in November. <laughs> oh yeah, games! I remember in, those. Yeah, remember them games? Yeah, you're less productive though when you're playing games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. So, on, as is as is tradition, November the thirtieth. It was the December edition that was out on the shelves. In. That's gonna be fun to edit. <laughs> I love how, I love how Discord cuts the cuts the sound out, so we just see you going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had bad wind. I tried to do a heavy metal scream. Issue number issue number one number issue one hundred and sixty nine. One hundred and sixty nine, dude. Uh <laughs> And on the cover was Street Fighter Alpha, as it was inbound on the PlayStation. This used to piss me off about computer mics. You'd be really excited about to put this cover on, because they, they were obviously driving to get these games on the cover of these magazines, so you went out and bought them. There were always a preview. <laughs> it was never the review. It was like, oh, Street Fighter Alpha's coming. It's a, this is what it's going to look like. Oh, Okay. But nevertheless, that's what was on the cover. I never played Street Fighter Alpha, I don't think, on the PlayStation. Did you, Daniel, not have Street, uh, Street Fighter Alpha EX2 Plus Haddock? I, 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 had, I had Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha, which was a that's 3D. It. it was like yeah. Street Fighter meets Virtua Fighter. Street Fighter Alpha wasn't. It was still firmly in the 2D realm. Did it come after Street Fighter 3, but was set before Street Fighter 2? Something like that. I don't know. I I got lost. I'm not down point. on my Street Fighter cannon. No, if you had a cannon in Street Fighter, though, that's cheating. That is cheating. You gotta use your special moves, paper, and stuff. Uh, so anyway, what games aside from that? They previewed that. The pre- that's the that's the game they previewed, not reviewed. Pre-reviewed it. Scoring 93 on the Neo Geo is King of Fighters 95. Which I've got on the Saturn. I haven't played the other 94. <laughs> According to CMVG, uh, it's irritating for solo players, but absolutely stunning in every regard when played as it should be with two players at the controls. Now, I can't get on with I the Neo they... Geo fighters. I've never. King of Fighters, the one where you samurais. Uh, I just. I, I don't know why. I've never got into them. I've played him and gone, it's not Street Fighter. <laughs> Go play Street Fighter instead. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bias, isn't it? But yeah, a lot maybe. of hardcore... Remember when we went to Play... It wasn't Play... Was it Play Expo? When it was in Manchester, when it was at Old Trafford, before Alex did the Skyskipper launch at Arcade Club. It, and um, it, we yes. sat and watched the tournament and was it they're playing was Guilty it a, Gear ah that was it yeah when you see these people play these games really good it's impressive we sat there for about half an hour just watching these people just kick 10 bells out of each other but with such precision yeah. that and, and a lot of people say that these Neo Geo ones are for the hardcore now I don't know whether that's true Street Fighter 6 I'm sorely tempted to pick that up but only if I get a decent stick or something um, but yeah 
they even say in this review, hmm, an interesting fact. In Japan, the Neo Geo system has attracted an enviable following of diehard arcade fans. On the first release, this cartridge version of King of Fires 95 sold over 30,000 copies. Don't know if that's a lot or not, but that might not sound like much for Japan. But you must bear in mind that 305 Meg King of Fighters 95 cart retails for between, this is 1995, between 160 and 200 pound for this cartridge. Shit the bed and make your eyes water. Jesus. But the Neo Geos were just out and out arcade boards, weren't they? Mm, Could you not just much. literally pop them straight into a... Well, there was an AES and the, there was the MVS. I'm no Neo Geo expert. There's two, isn't there? One was yeah. a home version and one was pretty much the arcade hardware. But interestingly, just along Paul Davis, along with his final score of 93, he does say here, two popular sprite-based combat games have arrived this month, King of Fighters 95 and X-Men Children of the Atom, a demo version on Saturn, which I've got Children of the Atom. Massive X-Men fan. Love X-Men. King of Fighters is definitely an expert's combat game. The sheer range of attacks, the variety in the characters, the incredible combination... Awesome, frankly. I mention X-Men because that game is accessible to novice fighters, which this definitely isn't. Still in my books, King of Fighters, aptly named. Incredible stuff. So there you go. So maybe it is a hardcore people. Maybe that's why we just shite at it. It just seems a bit slow and clunky when you compare it to Street Fighter, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone can punch me in the face at Nerg. No, don't do that. But you can maybe politely correct me. <laughs> Next up is a sequel to a game we've covered on this year podcast when we we're on letter E and it's Earthworm Jim 2 on the Mega Drive. I've never played it. Um, even though I loved 93. the first one so much, I don't know why I never played it, but 93, it's up there with one then, isn't it? Yeah. We did very much like it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think the... <coughs> excuse me. They go on to say in the review that, you know, the first one's bonkers. This one is just completely. Well, yeah, like, I've just off, randomly completely flipped off through into the long play, and I've got what looks like a, a jizz with a balloon hanging off its knob, floating around what looks like <laughs> some intestines, um, with pinball bumpers in it. Yeah, interesting. So I wonder if that was released for for the SNES as well as the Mega Drive. Good. Point. Earthworm Jim 2 because oh man yes, why did we get this it looks amazing <clears throat> it was it was Super Nintendo version was also available yes oh okay cool. here's, a, here's a something that we never do we, I've, we've also not played Vector Man 2 mm. <laughs> well, life's too busy we, we've got to be doing stuff it's not productive uh, I've popped this in here as a, as a nod really so when we did the NES slash Famicom world one series one of this podcast we came across a game that was for many of us um one of our favorite certainly was my favorite game out of all of them which was sunsoft game name escapes me now euphoria the saga yes euphoria the saga which was an adventuring game which had for me a nod back to games like on the like repton on the bbc it was kind of because you played four different characters and they were all different abilities and it was i really really enjoyed that it was it was a, it was a good game now those characters i think we even said back then those characters had quite lots of little spin-off games and the cover one in this issue which is well, the main character was called hebariki but he wasn't called that was he in in the westernized version of euphoria 
I think it was just called Hebe, wasn't it? Yes, yes, he was actually, wasn't he? Not, not. Sean. They didn't go as far as to just call him Alan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they and had. oh, no, sorry, but, uh, Earthworm Jim. It's called Ninety Three. Uh, Jim's first game was fab. This one's bigger, tougher, and much better. I love it lot. Said Ed Lomas. There we go. So this this game is called Heberiki's Popito. Looks like Puyo Pop. And it looks basically like Puyo Puyo. Yeah. So it's one of these. I've always got a soft spot for any of these single screen puzzlers, Tetris Puyo Puyo, Block Out, Clacks, whatever, Columns, Dr. Mario, Super Puzzle Fighter 2. But yeah, soft spot for all these. However, Paul Davis, who reviews this, does not. This is on the site and he gives it 60. Love the presentation. Love the game. I've yet to play Spoken it. Spoken like nice. someone who's probably shit at it. Oh, Paul, <laughs> he's talking to you. <laughs> so so I just thought I'd put that in there. We normally, we don't we don't include like low scoring. We normally just include the CMVG hits. But uh, with this, it, it we've got affinity with these guys. But each of those Hibariki games, they're all, each one was a different genre of game, wasn't it? If I remember rightly, but yes. yeah, the only consistent yeah. things, the characters, I think, in it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like they wanted the very much like Mario, I guess. He's, he's all over different genres of games. I think the Sunsoft were trying to do that with these. Um, sounds like Paul Davis was not for it. Finally, on the PC, scoring 93 from id Software. So you can see where this is going. First person. Perspective. I'm going to say shoot at them, but it's not Hexen, Classic. and it's more of a uh, first-person shooting, first-person RPG slash wizard 'em up. <laughs> oh, that's to Quake with spells. If Quake, yeah, if Quake and Doom are guns, this is a fantasy setting. Harry Potter Quake. It's really good though, or it was at the time. Well, it's certainly completely like different to Doom and Quake. You could pick when you start Hexen, you can be a fighter, you could be a cleric or a, or a, a mage, a wizard, whatever. And they've all got the different so physical. They're all different characters, weren't they? So RPG aspects which you didn't have in a in like a, a first person, not shooter, but I don't know, spell them up, <laughs> splump. Uh, but that scored 93 and according to whose name escapes me because I've not I've not clipped it properly it's the best 3D action game since the original Doom perfect in almost every respect unmissable wow wow there you go so there you go uh, that's a cultural interlude over Dan have you got a fun fact for us before we go into our final thoughts about this game? You bet you. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. So, Vectorman was not just any old run and gun and shoot em up thing. Um, it was also a contest. There was... Um, what, like random, real life and that? Yeah, random copies of the game were different in that when you'd completed it, 
it would pop up on the screen and say, you win. And um, a special hotline phone number instructed you to call in and register as a winner. And the first person that did it won $25,000. Really? So, yeah. But not every cartridge had it. Right, yeah. Okay. It was, there was only so many cartridges had it. And uh, the, the, the numbers differ from what I've found online. I've not found a, a, a definitive number, but the top prize was $25,000. Then there was $10,000. And then I think 90 Sega Saturns you could win. Um, so, yeah, you had to uh, finish the game, call in, see if you won. And... <laughs> it was won by a young man from Albuquerque, the top prize, the grand prize, whose name... Right, let me spell it for you before I even try. <laughs> you ready? Okay. I can, see, spelt, I can see the concentration on your eyes, balls. On <laughs> my eyes, balls. It's spelt K-E-O-L-A-M-A-N-A-O-K-A-L-A-H-U-I-N-U-I. That's his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Co- How would Cola you pronounce Mana- it? I, I'm going to have a go at this. Kola Mana Koi Lawa Hui Nui. <laughs> I think. Sounds like, I a native, sounds like a Native American, doesn't it? I, I think he's um, Hawaiian, but lives in Albuquerque. Okay. It's not it's kind of close to, to Hawaii, isn't it? Maybe, I suppose. Um, or Kola, Kayla. And it's, his surname is Kola. So he's... Caller Manakana Louis Hui Nui Caller of Albuquerque captured the $25,000 grand prize as part of Sega's play to win promotion in the hit Genesis game Vector Man. In addition to the cash, Caller and his family will be flown to the Sega headquarters near San Francisco for a gamer's dream day, including VIP tours of Sega, a special Vectory Award ceremony, see what they did there, a starring role in a Sega TV commercial, and a chance to create his own page on Sega Online. So it says here, when, when, this is a, <clears throat> Did he have to what, phone what? in when he got it? Did he have to phone in? And at yes. that point, did they say, hold the you line, Caller? Yeah. Yes, that's probably what they said to him. Because that was his name. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but it does also say, this was a press release from Sega, that Cola is the first winner in Sega's series of play-to-win contests. But I couldn't find any other play-to-win contests. That's because I didn't look for them, because I hadn't read right. this fully. But um, I'd be interested to know what the other ones were. Um, yeah, 10 $10,000 prizes and 90 Sega Saturn video game systems. Um, but yeah, it was randomly chosen cartridges, not everyone. Um, so ah. there you go. Interesting, isn't Fun, it? That that is the and funnest fact I've heard all day. That's, <laughs> I, that was a pretty good fun fact, just generally. Yeah. He 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 ended up um, going to prison later in what? life. Oh. Um, Who? Wow. Don't know what for. A caller. Uh, yep. Yep. He did I say, did I was so excited, I could not believe I was the winner. Uh, his name is pronounced Kaola. It means the living branch of many nations in Hawaiian. I want to use the prize to help my family, he continued. So there you go. I don't know what help is, him do Does what. he like fruit? Is he a cherry Kaola? Or if he needs to lose some weight, does he go on a diet Kaola? <laughs> 
These jokes are classic, Kaola. Yeah. yeah, well done. And, you know, he got all that money. He ended up in prison, so it all amounted to zero, Kaola. All because he played games when he could have been doing something more productive. Exactly, yeah. He made his own problems. Stop playing games and listening to podcasts, otherwise you go to prison. Mm-hmm. Is that the message? Uh, more or less, yeah. So. It's, it's roughly that. It's the, there or thereabouts. That's about our final thoughts. Well, I was about him. What, what is what, your verdict? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't overly impressed by it. If I'm honest, um, I can see why people have scored it so highly at the time. Um, I think they've all been blown away by the artwork and how good it looks. Um, the 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 music was banging. Yeah, uh, but it was really low down in the mix once the game started. Yeah, it was. The intro was cool. Yeah. The, before you got the title screen, I was like, oh shit, there's like some rave going on. Um, and do you know this actually got mastered to a proper CD, the, the soundtrack for this? You could buy it as a CD on its own. Did you? All oh, right. It's yeah. another fact nice. for you. Look, I'm full of them. Um, uh, but, the, but the rest of the sound in the game was awful. His gun yeah, sounded terrible. Every time he uh, bonks his head. Yeah, it's just... I, oh, yeah, there's just some speech in there as well every now and again, isn't yeah. there? Like, yeah. Hey, but it was whoa. Because yeah. yeah. robots need to talk if there's only them that exist. They express themselves <laughs> spontaneously. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the time thing, you've already touched on this earlier. That can fuck uh, off. Right. Massive levels, right, like this, and then they put a time limit on it. I know. I know. It will never fail to piss me off a time limit unless there's a reason for it to be there. Even Manic Miner said it were fucking air. You know, how old were that? Come up with a reason for the time being there and I will embrace your time limit. You know what I mean? Get to a certain point in the level where things are going to go wrong. Not just like, tell us his battery's going to run out. Anything. Do you know what I mean? Just give us a reason, not just finish it in that time, dickhead. That's, I'm not into that. Uh, particularly, again, it's the same thing. It's for a game that's promoting exploration. Yeah, it's you, then hindering it. Yeah, don't don't stop me doing that because I, I watched the playthrough of the first level and there's loads of places I had no idea existed. There's there's a set of TVs that you can get... Well, the person on YouTube gets to about 11... 11 lives on the first level. Jesus, really? Because they, they go hunting somewhere and find a secret. But he, they, she, them, whatever, nearly runs out of time doing all that exploration. They've obviously played it enough to get to the to a point where they pick up some extra time. That's one of the, the power-up, whatever. But I'm looking at it thinking, they're not going to finish this. They've got about 20 seconds left, and I know where the end of this level is. Mm. So... Yeah, it, it it hinders you, doesn't it? It's not don't don't make massive level and then say, ah, you're not going to have enough time to look around. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying, and the 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 um, it's not an easy game, especially if you've never played it. That first level boss that you were talking about earlier on, that's really it, difficult, and it's. Really hard the very first few times you play it, but once you kind of click with it, you you find a rhythm th- that it needs. I, th- I think if you try and run through it like a proper run and gun, 
you if you try and contra your way through it you're gonna have a no. bad time you yeah. need to take it a bit slower and do some exploration and shoot those tellies and get your power-ups yeah. um it do, it's not as run and gun as it first presents itself um no, it's definitely and, not so once you learn that i think it becomes a little easier mm. but i don't like this the 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 scroll point as well. Well, not the scroll point. The, the view's too zoomed in. Yeah, it's too big. Yeah, everything's yeah. too big. Yeah, so, and stuff so shooting like, you off the side of the screen, yeah, but you can't see it. Exactly. Yeah, that is frustrating. It does, does feel like it just needs to be zoomed out by about a third, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it, and then yeah, your visibility of what's going on on screen, your ability to plan where you're going to go. Um, and things like that, it, it, w- it would have been drastically improved for just being zoomed out a touch. It, if, it, it would have been, it would have notched it up two points as a game for being zoomed it out. It used to be, just that bit. Touching, back, touching back a couple of episodes ago to letter U, Universal Soldier, or Turrican. Or Demi- Demolition Reskin. Man. <laughs> Demolition <laughs> Man that you played. Um, just about that, about zoomed out that far. That mm. that was that was perfect distance, and it'd have been perfect. This you wouldn't have probably admired the sprites and the graphics as much, mm. you, but you could have maybe put your head close to telly. I don't know. Or they could have uh, they could have done some interesting stuff with it and zoomed it in and yeah, out at like certain yeah, points, yeah. you know. But who knows? I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't like that. That frustrated me immensely. Um, I, I did like though that he was pretty responsive to move you know because yeah. for quite a big character my initial thought of this is going to feel clunky and cumbersome to play but it didn't really you know he was pretty mm. responsive um you know he, he moved all right um also as a side note as well i um it's on virtual console on um steam so i'd played this in a web browser initially um and then i um i bought it on virtual console and playing it on steam was just a lot of fun it were loads better uh so i mean on the steam deck itself the actual steam deck it seemed like it were like made for a handheld machine but that, well, i think it's just because the smaller screen makes it better well, it runs at <laughs> it runs at 60 hertz or frames per second um and it i think in the web browser it probably was it as running as smoothly as as quickly no. as it wait, wait, was when you're on a Steam Deck. You, generally, you just think just just as our play a minute, but I mean, old tellys ran at a shitty resident like uh, things, didn't they? But yeah, on the Steam Deck, it just yeah, it did seem a bit more responsive. But like I said, also I think the very fact of shrinking the screen and having it handheld, you, you seem to forgive games more when you when you've got them on handheld for some reason it's like if you're playing something on switch you'll you'll forgive it a lot more than you would if you're playing it on pc if i were playing witcher at the same resolutions the same frame rate and everything as it is on switch on pc i'd be going what's this pile of fucking shit but when you're playing it on a switch you don't mind so i think that it, i think this just uh handheld might be a better way to play it mm, maybe the um the the fact that there's no no password Oh, con- you've got no continues at all. No, none whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it could it could be quite tight as well if you didn't find like the respawny points, couldn't it? Well, especially because yeah. some of the levels are so varied, like the mm. the um, the one where you're a tank, or there was one level where I seemed to be on some sort of rolling um, parchment paper, and some stones were just trying to squash me, and I thought I had to get to the end of it, and I think what I had to do was actually shoot them. Um, and because it, it, I lost three or four lives trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do in the level, mm. 
I thought, well, no, and then I, I eventually died and went right back to the title screen. And I just stopped playing it. Oh, I'm not. I can't. I'm. I'm done with that. I got so far. I tried so hard. I got so far. In the end, it didn't really matter. I thought it just doesn't really matter anymore. I'm not playing it. Um, it, it genuinely put me off playing the game. I thought, "Fuck you! I've had enough of you." And and if that had been my only game at home, I might have thrown it out the window. Because really? that's what I do with things I don't like. But, but yeah, um, on on the plus side, particularly like that ice level, some of the artwork was very nice. Um, yeah, and I, I, like the rain on that level and everything, it was. Um, they definitely did a good job of that, and it, it, like I say, it didn't seem to stutter, slow down, despite the fact that it was clearly using like every inch of the power that that machine would have had at the time. So, from mm. a technical standpoint, there was some impressive shit going on. Like I say, particularly when you consider how good the music was and how many channels of music there was running at the same time um, as the background noise, and so that. It was having to do, like, a lot of work, that game, you know. So, so yeah. there was some impressive shit there. There was very little slowdown or stutter in it. In fact, I don't even recall seeing any, to be honest. The title screen, oh. that was the only point I noticed that stutter is when the animation was going on on the title screen. But all the money went into the art direction for this. Oh, yeah. Because the, yeah, it's, the uh, level design is not intuitive. It's not good no. at level design. They're just big. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, the like, enemies are not particular other than the bosses not particularly interesting or exciting or um no. memorable are they so um but, but on, on the art point i did i did really like that when you fire his gun you see him glow like yeah. you could see and you can see not all the orb just the the front facing side of all his orbs gl- yeah and, glowed and you're like ah it's really well and again done. the the way that they shaded his balls <laughs> from different <laughs> from different levels really did give the illusion of shadow and light and dark even though it was an illusion obviously it was just drawn differently but they had gone to a lot of trouble it was really good yeah and i think this is why i think at the time it scored so highly because of how good it looked how well yeah. it ran but looking back on it now retrospective there's a lot that's that's not come right on yeah since yeah. in game design since yeah yeah yeah. So what would you score yeah. it then? Uh, I feel like seven's a bit harsh, but I don't feel like it deserves an eight because it pisses me off a lot. I'm so exactly I'm give it a seven the same as you. So, I, yeah, I will give it exactly the same because that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it, there's too much wrong for the eight, but it's too good for a seven. So I'm exactly mm. the same as you. It's a seven and a half. Okay, I, I I can just echo everything you said. The, the 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 main thing for me looks lovely, but it's too zoomed in. Yeah, fed up of getting shot off screen. Um, or running into something too quickly. Running into something, yeah. Or not being able to see where you're falling, which is one of my pet hates in a platformer. At least give me a. Heads I don't up, make yeah. me just fall, and then remember that I've got to. Yeah. F- Fall down there, or, or, or you shouldn't not have to fall work from there. memory. You should be able to do it from skill, basically, shouldn't you? You, you can hold yeah. down, and then it pans the thing down. But that takes all the mm. it takes the pace out of it, doesn't it? You can also shoot downwards just to to slow your descent as well. In fairness, but oh, right. but yeah, it, all because it's too zoomed in. The scroll point is just a bit too zoomed in, and it's 
I don't know, looking back now, if this was the only, if we say this every time, if this was the only game you had, you'd be welcome to the challenge because there's lots to do in this and it's a long game. But us playing through it and and when we're trying to turn a podcast around in, in six weeks or whatever, <laughs> and your time's limited, once you've spent an hour and a half on it and you die on level six... Yeah, it's like, fuck that. That's the furthest you've got. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. <sighs> yeah, it broke I've got to do all that, that again. Yeah. No. I've got to do all that again, have I? Uh, probably won't. Yeah, I've exactly. probably... Yeah, I've, I've got my fill out of this, but that's us now with disposable game, isn't it? If you bought it and it was one of... If you had this ESWAT, Super Shinobi, and uh, Populous, mm. then may, maybe... I Maybe don't know. I think this is, this would probably go to the bottom of the pile. I did it as a kid with Trojan. I still feel no, bad to this day. It is hard. I, I got bought Trojan for my birthday or Christmas or something. Played it twice, hated it, and never went back to it. And I felt really bad that I got bought a game that I hated and didn't play. Still haunts me to this day. It's still hard. Probably stop. Probably stop overthinking it. No, it's solid. <laughs> still hard. I've played it. Solid. Trojan. It's still hard. Pingay's got it. Um, for uh, he's got the PCB and he he. Concurs. It's solid. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I've got. I've just gone for a plain old seven because, like you say, eight. It's not really an eight. Definitely not a six. So, seven, seven for me. Like, cause you know, but ticket. I, I, I think it's difficult to just if it, if it, nobody wants to wants to play this. I mean, it's up to you, isn't it? Do what you want. It's your life. But if you don't want to play this, certainly just look at a YouTube video of Vector Man a playthrough and just appreciate just how nice it looks when you've got someone playing it who clearly knows it inside out. It is a lovely looking game. Definitely. And it plays pretty good. It there's reminds a couple of me. Things. Oh, sorry. No, there's a couple of things that just just take the shine off it. It, it reminds it you. Me, it, it reminds me of or, or brings to mind uh, quite a lot of modern games where they make them really shiny and look they look amazing, but scratch beneath the surface and there's really not a lot underneath it, but people will just bang on about how good it is because it looks so good. Really? And I think this is just one of those graphics aren't everything kind of um, examples for me. Yeah, But they it's worth playing. If, if someone right. said, should I play it? I'd be like, yeah, give it a go. It's hard yeah. once you get into it, but don't play it for too long because it'll just wind you up. So yeah. anyway, Sullivan Gill, what could Hello. we have been playing other than Vector Man Two? Yeah, Vector Man Two, of course. Could have played that one again. We didn't. Who's got time for sequels? Uh, um, doing something productive. John Wick. John Wick has. Uh, so you could have played Vapor Trail, which is a part of the Data East arcade shoot'em up or shmup as those people who like to play them call them. That's short for shitty multiple penises. Okay, I think. You say so. Is it? I think you might oh, be no, right, sorry. yeah. yeah. I, I it's, mean. A, it's a combination of shoot em up. <laughs> anyway, Vapor Trail, good. It is good. Uh, you could have had Virtual Fighter 1 and 2 again. I saw um, that, that, I saw that in the notes, but I couldn't find Virtual Fighter 1. But I did find Virtua Fighter 2 when I was looking for a player, because I thought, how the hell have they made that work on a Mega Drive? Is it on the 32X? And no, it's on the Mega Drive. Okay. And it looks 
dog shit. Basically, I took all the 3D out of it. I took all the 3D out of it, and it's just 2D sprites, and it looks terrible, and they've got um, digitized voices in it, and they sound terrible. Like, why would you even bother? Just forget it. Move on. Just, so just admit that it's not capable of playing that game. Next. It sounds, just leave it. It sounds virtual shiter. One yeah. and poo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, How weird. What a weird choice to even bother. Yeah, why, why would you bother? Uh, yeah, because you've got the main money. selling point of Virtua Fighter is the 3D aspect of it. And yeah. It's not very Virtua without it, is it? No. No. Virtua Racing, which blew my good. mind in the arcades. I got that in Playland in Wakefield. I went down on my lunchtime at college. And they were like, what is this? We'd gone from, I don't know, Puzzle Bobble and Pac Band and Sunset Riders. Pole position. Fire 2 to a certain degree. To Virtua Racing, where you could change the camera angle and you sat in this big car and it looked amazing. Don't know how good it is on the Mega Drive or 32X or Mega CD or whatever, but it's in there. On the Mega Drive, it was it was impressive that they managed to do that on the Mega Drive. I think it looked. Now I look back at Admirable. it, it looks bad, but yeah, you're like you've you've done a good job of that. It reminds me of Stunt Race FX on the SNES, like the wheels. They've are, just re-released you know. this. They've just re-released this, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, I think for like the Switch and things like that. And they just come out on the Switch. Yeah, I think you're right. I actually. believe yeah. they are, like a remastered version of it. So it got yeah. all those old boys quite happy. I think if you, if you got... look at it now on YouTube, it's missing all the scan lines that would soften the picture up, obviously, mm-hmm. of a CRT. But it looked, imp- I remember being impressed with it as a kid. You've got Virtual Bart. Now, this is something I never heard of. A Simpsons tie-in. You got money in Thailand. Looks absolute shite. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to have a little Google eyes of it now. You are Bart Simpson in a virtual world. Uh, very oh, it much, looks I shite. Think. It's full like of, a yeah. WarioWare type thing. Full of lots it? of mini games. Yeah. It looks like um, Bart's nightmare. That the. the yes. um, the UI has got that same icon of Bart and the, the kind of um, bar that goes down his face changes. Uh, it doesn't look shit. You know, I'm watching no. little videos of it. It looks all right. Yeah. It's, well, a, if I'd a have got... dinosaur at the minute. But... Just looks like a... Hey, it's a pig on mine. Uh, so if if my, if if my I'd have been bought, uh, gifted this, I'd have said, whoa, mama. <laughs> See, that's a, a little bat. That'd have a cow, yeah. man. That'd be a, that'd be a pig, man. And finally, another shoot 'em up, which is Viewpoint, which is another arcade uh, port, decent isometric from Sammy. Sammy Sega Sega Sammy, as as they are, Viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So most shoot 'em up fans will probably already know a Viewpoint, but yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a hidden gem if you don't know it. It's good. I love a good shooter. We've not had any shooters, have we? On a platform. Yeah, we have. We had that shitty helicopter thing. Desert uh, Strike. Yeah. Yeah. Da- you got the yeah. Di- di- what was it called? Di- Dana. No, that was. Oh yeah, Dana. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Ba- Battle Trouble Di Jinjo. Gun. 
Yeah, mm. But yeah, we haven't had a proper, proper R-Type type. Proper, no, not one. a proper shooter. No. Which is a shame, really, on a platform that's full of them. Yeah, you would think we'd have hit at least one, wouldn't you? Well, maybe this time. Yeah. What's next? This time, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, talk, talking of which, let's get on to uh, that dickhead who gives us the games that we love, that we love to play. Um... Do you want do you want to do you want to shout him like Candyman? Should we say his name three times and then in a mirror? <laughs> dickhead, dickhead, dickhead. <laughs> I am your sandwich. What? <sighs> I was hoping after six weeks. Or whatever it is, you lazy bastards. That you'd stop doing this. But it seems not, you absolute dickheads. So here's a game you can have. Do you want one? Yes. Yeah, yes. we'll have one. Good. Thought you were dead then. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So, you can have the letter W, which incidentally, also... Is what you are, wankers. <laughs> you can have Wrestle War. God, this sounds fucking I hope terrible. you hate it. Bye-bye. No, I won't hate it. No, no. Mm. Oh, these cookies. Put that cookie down now. 64 bits, 32 bits, 16 bits. 8 bit, 4 bit, 2 bit, 1 bit, bit. <laughs> uh, Vector Man's dad. I nearly call him Vector Man's dad. Um, <laughs> Random, Random Vector dad. dad. I've, I Wrestle had Wrestle War. War. Oh, did you? Did. Yeah, yeah. I loved and it. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm not well, sure it'll stand up now. I don't think there's much depth to it. Yeah, but, let's see how you feel now. It's, um, it's, it's good, isn't it? it? Because it's been said that you like getting punched in the ring. So <laughs> maybe you will like this. Oh, dear. I, uh, I believe there is, an in, there is an interesting history to this game. And, um, okay, we'll save it. Uh, save develop, it. Developers, I'm saving save it. it. I can't remember it now, obviously. Save it. it can be a fun fact. God, I think I am. Rain, oh, man. Dear. <laughs> I don't wear any pants, Raymond. <laughs> uh, You're Rain Man without, without the math skills. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, ladies and germs. He, she, they, them, and anything in between. That is Pixel Hunt Podcast for this time round. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we didn't. And if you want to reach out to us, if you want to, if you want to play along with us on Wrestle War and like come back to us and just drop us an email or just reach out to us on Twitter or drop in the Discord, I don't know, whatever, right? We have a Discord. You can drop in there and say, Oi, lads, your podcast is shit. <laughs> Pack it in. <laughs> your game's it crap. Turn it Do in. Do something else more productive like Mark. <laughs> we have a Discord. The, the link's in the show notes. You can find us online at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. 
you can come and watch us play stuff on Twitch as uh, slash Pixel Hunt Pod because we do play things sometimes, like I did this, yeah. uh, and I might play yeah, Resident Evil as well. Yeah, I, I, oh. I, must, I didn't, I didn't advertise it well enough. I just went, I'm going to play it. Oh, no one's watching. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I might oh. forecast it better next time. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, as I just said, which is probably where Daniel, if he's going to go live with WrestleWalk, will drop an announcement, along with maybe a time, you know, saying, come and watch it. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at PixelHuntPod. You can email us on howdo at PixelHuntPodcast.com. But we don't read them, so... Yeah, but yeah, we know. won't read them. Um, we don't like talking to people. We're not very peoply people. Um, if you see us at that event, just like a wave, it's probably sufficient. Um, particularly for me, just a couple of fingers. No, 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 no. If you see us at that event, get us a beer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we have a bag or something. Bring beer or biscuits or don't talk to us. Right, thanks, thanks guys. It's been nice to see you. And thanks, listener, for joining us on this marvellous journey. <laughs> Come on, do the outro. I've got a case to pack. Until next time, keep, 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 keep it on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Play, Play the game the so game you don't have so to. you don't have to.